1: Welcome to the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, a daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder Pirates of the Caribbean films, one blimey minute at a time. I'm Scott Artis from Journal.com,
0: And I'm Heather Artis from BlackPearlMinute.com.
1: Thanks for joining us for Minute 41 of The Curse of the Black Pearl. We're in our home stretch of the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute listener contest. The deadline is Sunday, March 12th at 11.59pm. To be eligible... Just do us a small favor and leave a review on iTunes. Or if you're not using iTunes, head over to Stitcher.com and leave a review for us there. Your reviews really help the show and you just might win a great price package that includes a shirt, the movie collection, pop vinyls, and more. Head on over to BlackPearlMinute.com for all the details and there's also some help if you have never left an iTunes review before. Disney is also stepping up the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Men Tell No Tales marketing. We have a new trailer that was recently released. The floor displays are showing up in movie theaters. I'm hearing audio trailers and press releases on the radio and iHeartRadio. And thanks to Daniel hosington MacArthur for sharing the latest movie poster on our Facebook page.
0: Well, we're like only two months away, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, it'll be here before we know it.
0: Yeah, that'll be awesome. I can't wait to go see it.
1: I know, I think that there's going to be some real excitement about it There's a ton of people talking about it It's really just showing up everywhere So I think that it's going to be a good outing for that And I know that we're going to have a bonus episode That we're going to plan coming up in March But they did tease that the final adventure begins So I don't know, we'll have to get into some of those things When we're we're doing the breakdown there But does that mean that this is the last one Or is this just part of the last one As we said there might be a sixth movie that was coming out I don't know, you'll have to tune in and see what we think On our bonus episode when we finally get that nailed down and up and posted. (laughs) Heather, last because we haven't even really planned it yet. Soon.
0: Soon. Very soon. Exactly.
1: I know. Before, it's old news. Because (laughs) as soon as we do post it, there'll be something else that comes out and it'll already be old. Yeah. So anyways, thanks everyone. And don't forget about the listener contest. And thanks, Daniel, for sharing that poster on our Facebook page. Yeah, thank you. Pretty cool.
0: Oh, I should say thank you, matey.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Pirate Word of the Week. In the previous minute, Captain Hector Barbosa, in an ensemble only complete with a shoulder perched capuchin monkey, engaged Elizabeth Swan in a battle of wits. Unfortunately, our cunning young lass maneuvered into position and, with the well executed fake medallion drop, was able to call check with a smug little grin cherry on top. Elizabeth tells Captain Barbosa that her name is Elizabeth. Elizabeth Bond. I mean, Elizabeth Swan. <laughs> I mean, Elizabeth Turner. And that she is a mere maid in the governor's mansion, which sets whispers in motion as the pirate crew revels in the news that Miss Turner is aboard the Black Pearl. Minute 41 begins with Captain Barbosa inquiring how a maid comes to own a trinket such as that. Fancy heirloom, perhaps? To which Elizabeth responds, I didn't steal it, if that's what you mean. The minute ends with Captain Barbosa telling Elizabeth that the code technically only applies to pirates and that it is more guidelines than actual rules. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl, Miss Turner.
0: I thought it was family heirloom.
1: What are you talking about?
0: You said fancy heirloom.
1: Oh, I don't know what I said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's family heirloom. Did I say
1: fancy? Uh Uh-huh,
0: fancy. Maybe it is fancy. Doesn't it (laughs) look a little fancy? fancy. Okay, then.
1: (laughs) So what happens when you're winging some of this stuff. (laughs) Who doesn't want a fancy heirloom, though?
0: I want a fancy heirloom.
1: Well, you ain't getting one now after you just belittled me on the error. <laughs> I have never done something to you like that. You. I, I just... always treat you with the utmost respect on the oh, show. Oh, yeah. I said the utmost oh, respect.
0: Oh, yeah. Obviously, have no respect. You could take the clip of my family and put that in your fancy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> we'll fix that little family. <laughs> right in the middle of that. Anyways. I mean it was awfully nice of Barbosa to welcome Elizabeth aboard the ship, I thought. I well, thought there was some just nice camaraderie here. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. He Ms. says it's so
0: cruise ship like. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl,
1: Miss Turner. That's quite the cruise ship. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's just,
0: it's just super friendly like.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine the crew? They all greet you with those gnarly teeth and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: we get smacked as soon as you walk on board. Yeah. <laughs>
1: They're strict on the rules there.
0: That they are.
1: She should feel pretty special, actually, that the entire crew turned out to say hello. So it is the mm-hmm. wel- the great welcome committee. It is. Yeah. It it's is. like
0: the whole, you know, go on a cruise. We've never been on a cruise, but you see it on TV. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we've never been on a cruise, but we know what we're talking about because we've seen the commercials for them.
0: But it seems like... We've seen the
1: love boat. (laughs) Maybe.
0: Exactly. Like the love boat. There you go. And you have all the crew greeting you as you come on and as you go off. You know?
1: Yeah, when you arrive in Hawaii, they're all just giving you lays. This is what's going on here.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Man, before we have another debacle (laughs) like yesterday, let's just get started Or actually, man, I almost dropped the ball again because I was going to say that we have a catchphrase alert and I almost missed it again just because I was going to get started. But yeah, we do have a catchphrase alert. And since I did drop the ball in minute 39 and yesterday's show was a debacle and all over the place, if we can try and bring some conformity back or uniformity or order to our show here. Let's just say order and chaos. And yeah, I don't want to really rehash yesterday because that was a dreaded show. So let's get rolling with another infamous Barbosa line that is definitely a catchphrase of pop culture status. It's everywhere. The code is more of what you'd call guidelines than actual rules. I mean, this might be the most quoted line of the movie. What do you think? Yes. As I was testing that hypothesis, I decided to read through all 483,000 Google search results for that term or that phrase, if you want to call it that. And I'm about halfway into reading all those. And so I decided that I should probably actually do a Facebook live stream of me reading the remaining 240,000 results. So if you're looking for a little self-flagellation, this will definitely be a riveting event. It's a lot of repetition, though, I find. I keep saying the same thing over and over again, (laughs) but it should be fun. So tune in for that. Great fun. And yeah, that'll just be hundreds and hundreds of hours <laughs> as we go through all that. So in one of those 483,000 searches, I did manage to find that Disney asked the masses. And that's actually all you people out there. Or not maybe not all you, but all the people that visited their poll. So it's probably a small number. But we'll see. About what their favorite Pirates of the Caribbean quotes were. And this one managed to get the list. And so what number do you think it was on the list? Say 1 to 15. 3. No, it was number 8. Which is surprising. I thought, man, that would be lower on the list, number eight. Yeah. But, yeah, it was number eight. And it fell behind Savvy, which was number one, or Savvy, which was number one. And I'm disinclined to acquiesce to your request, which was number two. Mm,
0: that's a good, good line. But,
1: you know, I'm not necessarily going to take that poll as gold that Disney posted because the number two only managed to paltry 30,600 search results compared to the 483,000 from this particular one. <laughs> And savvy hit more than 95 million. But I can't really count that one in because that's really just a single word. And it is actually a word that can appear in yeah. all kinds of things. Yeah. Whereas this phrase that we're talking about actually was 483,000. So I'm, I'm still believing that I'm actually correct that this is a, one of the more popular catchphrases. And yeah. I do see it all over the place where people comment about that line. Yeah. You had a good observation yesterday, and that was about Captain Barbosa's introduction. And like Jack Sparrow, he made his grand entrance on a literal high note. Jack was on the mast of the Jolly Mon. Barbossa is on the deck above his crew. We also made this other comparison that Jack was fully lit by a glorious sky. It had like all these multitude of colors. There's clouds and a breeze. Mm-hmm. And then Barbosa was hidden behind, you know, rigging on our first pass or the camera pass. And he was shrouded in mystery, and the setting was dark and grim, kind of these polar opposites. Right. This theme that Jack and Barbosa are the light and dark continues and develops in this minute, too. It's more than just simply good or semi-good in Jack's case and evil, but they are two sides to the trickster coin. It's definitely a running theme that we've discussed quite a bit in terms of Jack, you know, being that classic Bugs Bunny character that we always come back to. Mm-hmm. But now that Barbosa has entered the movie, we are seeing the same characteristics popping up for him, only this time it's a bit more of a nefarious side. But in a way, it's similar because they are both self serving. I mean, Jack is really serving himself, trying to do that. Barbosa's serving himself. Yeah. So there is that commonality, but one takes a more decidedly evil or bad turn, whereas Jack's are a bit, can be innocuous, if you will. Right. I mean, they may benefit him, but they're not necessarily doing harm to somebody else. Whereas Captain Barbosa's stuff is actually kind of taking that turn. Barbosa basically makes a deal with Elizabeth to leave Port Royal and to never return in exchange for the medallion. But bringing her back to the island was never part of the deal. So, boom, we have this trickster element yeah. again. Or this classic Bugs Bunny that we were just saying about. So, even Barbosa is similar or is doing the same stuff that Jack does that we've seen.
0: Right. It's kind of like the genie in the bottle Who only grants you what exactly you say. You have to totally explain to him what you want. Otherwise, you're not going to get what you want. Yeah, it was
1: commonly a djinn, as I think that they would call it. It's kind of that the genie has that more of the I dream a genie feel. But the djinn, which is kind of more the true genie. Is exactly what you say. It's that there's always a loophole for them. Right. So you can say, I want to live forever. And then they make you into a statue or a rock that's going to survive forever. And so there's always a weird take to it. So yeah, that's exactly right yeah and so like the genie or bugs bunny or a trickster and like jack when they make these deals they're always looking for the loophole and there's something that they can use to take advantage of the situation or give themselves the upper hand and so that basically manifests itself as the dark side and the light side of the trickster and we've seen this before maybe not necessarily with the trickster element attached but the obvious idea of good and evil two sides of a coin light and dark or whatever you want to call it it's Throughout all kinds of movies and television shows,
0: right? You mentioned earlier, you know, even the name of the Black Pearl, Johnny Depp or Captain Jack. He actually calls it the Pearl, and not the Black Pearl. Makes you think with Barbosa and Johnny Barbosa, the actual black part of that Black Pearl.
1: I think so. You know, I think that that's exactly what the writers were trying to do. When we, and we talked about this, exactly what you're saying, Heather, that the writers were trying to come up with a name for the ship. That would actually fit both characters. So something that would seem fairly good or that would fit Jack, Black Pearl, being that it, you know, it actually has kind of a connotation of being good. But can also have that connotation of being bad. So it would fit both types of tricksters here, the light and the dark. So this is exactly what we're seeing here. Yeah. It's almost like Captain Kirk in that famous original series, The Enemy Within. So we have one, and then boom, when they split, we have Jack Sparrow coming out as one, and Captain Barbossa coming out as the evil side. Mm,
0: yeah. Good, I just good had to analogy. Throw, I just had to
1: throw my Star Trek reference <laughs> in, because I'm also a big Star Trek fan.
0: When the, is that the same episode with Evil Spock? No. Oh,
1: different episode? That's a different episode. It's not really Evil <laughs> Spock, but they're... Yeah. We don't want to get into that. <laughs> I call him Evil Spock, but that's where she's getting that from. <laughs> <laughs> This isn't Star Trek. Don't get me started. Man, she almost tricked me. She's like a classic trickster. She almost got me to start talking about Star Trek and then we would have been down that road and pretty soon. The rabbit hole. Yeah, pretty soon everybody's like, I thought this was Pirates of the Caribbean minute. Yeah, so we don't want to go there. But anyways, Star Trek, original series, that's what we were referencing there. Some good stuff there. I just got to get back to Elizabeth. (laughs) And I say that and I re- now I wish I had tried to do it in my best William Shatner voice, but I'm not gonna do that. Anyways Don't do it. No yet. Elizabeth gets really offended when she thinks Barbosa is accusing her of stealing the medallion. Yes,
0: yeah, she does actually.
1: I can just picture her saying, how dare you accuse me of stealing this gold Aztec medallion that I stole from a little boy? That's just <laughs> <Yeah>. rude. <laughs> it
0: is so true. <laughs> but you know how that is. She was is. a little girl at the time. So, but, so it's not as bad. But that's but yes. how it always
1: goes, though. Yeah. If somebody steals something and they get accused of it, they They're take like, offense <laughs> to it. Yeah. It's like, how dare you? Accuse me? Yeah, I did it. But how dare you say I did it? <laughs> so that's what happens here. She really does get that look of like, oh, my God, you know, I thought I got away with this, but everybody keeps thinking I stole this thing. (laughs) And I think she is also getting another dose of what pirates are really like here as I'm interpreting some of her reactions to things. So her world is really kind of collapsing with pirates. I mean, the stories were fun and all to read and listen to. But now when the lying, the stealing, the kidnapping and the plundering is actually (laughs) happening to her. It's a whole different (laughs) ballgame.
0: It's no fairy tale anymore.
1: No, it's not. She finds out that the treasured pirate code she wants to live by is just mere guidelines. (laughs) I mean, that's a blow right there to her. And then she had to be a pirate for them to apply. Man, another blow. Yeah. I mean, that's just plain evil to her. It's like, there go her dreams. There go her dreams of being a pirate high society aristocrat. Yeah. And on top of that, she thought she was under control for most of the time while negotiating. Then we find out... That maybe she wasn't really in control. I mean, she did have a few moments in which she questioned herself. And she was asking, you know, did I make the right choice? And she even hits the crew with this smug smile after catching them red-handed when they flinch about the medallion dropping. But then the tables are turned. I mean, really, the devil is in the details and she got conned. Again, this is the whole gin trickster thing. Yeah. She just fell for it. I mean, this is definitely not the time for her to learn a life lesson for sure.
0: No. She's totally expecting to go back to shore, and he's like, uh, "No,
1: yeah, that, that wasn't, wasn't our deal. You had to outline that. <laughs> you know, it just makes you. I know now that I'm thinking of my three wishes that I've I've had instead. I need to really make sure that I'm really detailed on those.
0: Right? Yeah. You know, your haircut one.
1: Yeah, I got to make sure. You
0: could sure. really go bald. Ah! Yeah, I got to make
1: sure that I have that all laid out. Not Maybe to I'll- say
0: I, anything's wrong with being bald.
1: Well, I'm going to have to have a lawyer check out my three wishes and then make sure that he puts it in an ironclad language just in case I do run across a genie. I know I'm not going to get screwed somehow.
0: When Barbosa is telling her to hand over the medallion, we'll put your town to the rudder and narrow return again. He's using his pirate speak again. Yeah, I really
1: like that line. Actually, I listed it and then I was like, oh, I, I said it yesterday. I didn't want to look like I was going overboard with that. But yeah, I'm glad you brought it up because I really love that line. <laughs> Because yeah. it's it's really this like this alliteration. I mean, you can totally see what he means by that. He's going to turn the ship around and it's going to go away. I think we should all start talking like that. Yeah? Yeah.
0: Just start talking pirate talk?
1: Yeah, I think it's really cool. Well, they're using like metaphors. So they're just going to tell you or not even metaphors. They're going to basically say, "I'm going to storm on out of here and my tailpipes going to be pointing <laughs> in your direction." <laughs> Right? Yeah. That's the same thing. (laughs) But now I got to get the pirate accent. (laughs) So, news to everybody where all this is actually taking place on the Black Pearl. Mostly news to Heather. She doesn't even know where we're at. (laughs) And that's because of the grog. Yes, you're right. But actually, yeah, we're on the Black Pearl. And so I thought I'd just throw a few tidbits out there. So, the Black Pearl is a three masted hybrid of a galleon and East Indiaman. As the Wicked Wench, and we talked about how that was the first ship Heather brought us some of those facts, but she had a golden yellow hull and flew sails of pure white which carried the colors of the East India Trading Company. As a pirate vessel, the Black Pearl's most obvious and infamous features were her tattered black sails and soot-colored hull. Aside from the obvious psychological implications of a black ship and the superstitious world that we find ourselves here, which for good reason, actually. You know, we were making fun of some of the superstitions early on, but now we know... Yeah, you had a right to be superstitious. There's crazy skeleton things going yeah.
0: on.
1: So it's not that bad anymore. I don't know no. if we call it superstitious anymore. <laughs> it's bad luck to have women on board. Yeah, we know it. There's a goddamn skeleton right there. <laughs> or at least a skeleton hand. We're assuming they all yeah. turn the skeleton. Yeah. But there's things that happen. I don't know if we can be superstitious anymore about that. These are the things that actually happen in this world. Anyways, her coloring enabled the crew to effectively hide in the dark of night by dowsing the lamps scattered around the deck. And as we saw this happen on the attack of Port Royal, it's all black. It really kind of masks itself. Right. And you can just kind of easily sail into the harbor quietly and then unleash cannonballs into the night.
0: Unsuspecting.
1: Exactly. And so the Black Pearl, especially in this film, was set on a barge. Another one was built on a soundstage set to achieve better control over fog machines. And this is what Heather was talking about yesterday or one of the minutes, that it was in L.A. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't necessarily on the barge. It was actually in the sound studio so they can control some of the fog and the elements, actually.
0: Yeah. Elizabeth was saying that it's a lot of smoke that they were trying to control in there. Yeah. Yeah. And that you would they would actually walk out of there all black.
1: Oh, no kidding. And
0: they'd, and it'd take forever to actually shower it off. Huh. Because just the smoke is, she says, just, just some nasty stuff. Well, you
1: can just see it all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, it was quite the effect. When principal photography commenced on October 9, 2002, the first two weeks of production were spent on stages, including the moody interior of the Captain's Cabin of the Black Pearl at a local news affiliate to the Walt Disney Company in Glendale, California. We also see quite a few crew members here, and the crew is characterized as a group of scoundrels, murderers, malfactors, drunkards, and desperados.
0: Desperados. Ah! Desperados. Actually, I
1: was going to say, these are all (laughs) nicknames for Heather.
0: Thanks. (laughs) At least I'm not a scurvy dog.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The crew hailed from a dozen nations, including escaped slaves from West Africa and Hispaniola, and former members of the British Royal Navy. Some members once operated as privateers before peacetime saw the loss of their employment, forcing them to turn to piracy. There were many more crew members apart from the credited ones as well, and that's what I found is, you know, I can't identify all yeah. of them. Uh, their overall number is unknown, but could be estimated to be about 100 men as seen in the movies. And so people have tried to do some calculations or at least <laughs> count them, I think, to say, hey, there's about 100 there. Or maybe they're just eyeballing it and making up like, that really does look like 100. <laughs> then Jeffrey Rush estimated either 20 40 or 50 pirates so there's quite the span there but
0: 20 40 50 20
1: 40 or 50 pirates that's what he estimated to 100 no he thought other that there people
0: was... had said there oh my god
1: people are count just counting like from the movie like it'd be sit if yeah, we sat there we'd count them and then he estimated that there were 20 40 or 50
0: 20 40 or 50 yeah okay huh.
1: i don't think she gets it folks
0: i got it Arrgh! Thanks.
1: We also get a good shot of a new pirate. Our uh, not, 70s pirate? No, not the 70s pirate. And he's not one of the uncredited ones or the one of the extras. He's a white guy with a goatee and blonde dreadlocks. I don't know if you remember seeing him. He's in some of the close-up shots with Pintel and Rigetti when they're talking bootstrapping, things like that.
0: Yeah, he looked really dirty. Yeah. And I don't think his hair actually looked blonde because he would look so dirty.
1: Yeah, it was, it was blonde. Well,
0: it was, it was just dirty. Anyways... But... His yeah. name is Scratch.
1: We're just ignoring scratch. her comments now on some <laughs> he's of this gonna stuff. has got to itch. He's
0: going to Scratch. Yeah, his name is
1: Scratch. He is portrayed by Phineas Egan. And he's done a smidgen of directing work, producing and acting. Nothing much of interest here, you know, for Pirates of the Caribbean, actually. Mm. Some of the stuff, so I'm not going to mention it. Actually, I could say one thing that's on the skeleton theme because he appeared in an episode of Bones. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as close as we can get to something that's relevant to us here. But most of that time, he's been a real estate agent in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, really? Yep. And you said his name was Phineas.
1: Phineas Egan. Huh. That's a pretty cool name.
0: It is. Like yeah. the name Phineas.
1: There you go. Cool. That's all I got today.
0: Wow. That's it on the Black Pearl.
1: That. Well, I don't want to bring all the. No, information we're going see Pearl. the. We're going to
0: see the Black Pearl for a long time. Yeah, I exactly.
1: Think. We don't want to. We go on for hours here, so let's just try and keep it short for once. Are you sure? Maybe they want
0: to listen for hours. (laughs) No,
1: nobody does. Especially this craziness that's been happening (laughs) these past two days. It's been a little all over the place. We're going to, we'll fix that. Look for some good episodes coming up. (laughs) I promise. You know, it's like the bell curve. You know, we have some of those outliers and things like that. And then we have some good ones in the middle and everything else peters out. That kind of stuff. So,
0: Hey, our opener says, welcome aboard the Black Pearl, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, it does. Thanks for listening, Heather. Jeez.
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part of the opener. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. I really like that line.
1: We do too, but before we get more into the chaos and Heather's just rambling as she's sitting there with her grog, we'll be back tomorrow with Minute 42 of the Curse of the Black Pearl on the Pirates of the Caribbean Minute. Don't forget that you could win a Pirates of the Caribbean prize package just for leaving us a review on iTunes. Check out all the details on blackpearlminute.com. Until then, let's keep the horn swoggling to a minimum thanks for joining us on pirates of the caribbean minute have something to say then give us a call at 8637 pirate if you like the show then do us a favor and leave a review on itunes we'd appreciate it matey you can also contact us at podcast at blackpearlminute.com. We just might feature your questions and comments on future episodes. Visit us online at blackpearlminute.com. You can also find us on facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, twitter.com slash Black and on soundcloud.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean, where we post additional content, have post-episode discussions, and share our favorite show clips. Now see you next time, scallywags.